0: Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Charlize Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to billsimmonsinterviews.theringer.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons Podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now.
1: It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, Filter by odds, sport, and bet type, to easily find the most popular parlays and Same-game parlays, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with Fandle, official partner of the NBA. The ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com.
0: With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag tall tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only C-Store online for details.
1: Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a surprise Monday edition of New York. New York didn't think we'd be doing one of these on the night before the Major League Baseball trade deadline, but a good day, all in all, for the New York Yankees. A very, very good day for the New York Yankees, where they go and take care of a lot of business on and off the field. They miss out on Luis Castillo. And you wondered, all right, what does Brian Cashman have up his sleeve? Is Brian Cashman going to go and make a move for a starting pitcher? And is he going to go and get a reliever? Well, here on this night before the trade deadline, Brian Cashman has accomplished exactly what he needed to accomplish. He going and he gets Scott Efros from the Chicago Cubs. And I know a lot of you, let's be honest, probably saw that news and said, Scott who? Who the hell did they get? And then you look at the numbers and you see the sidewinding right-hander and you see the good numbers and a nasty pitch and the whole deal. And you fell in love with him. How could you not? I know I did. And I remember Air Frost pitching against the Mets a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, this guy's impressive. Did he ever cross my mind that he would be on the Yankee radar this year? No, not in the least. But he's got a 260RA, uh, 44 innings, 50 strikeouts, really good splits really good numbers, and team control for the next couple of years, which is valuable from a Yankee standpoint. You know they want to go cheap when it comes to their bullpen, which is the way to do it. It is the right way to do it. Good trade from a Yankee perspective. Saw that today, and I was like, great, good move. But I said, okay, when are you going to go and get themselves a starting pitcher? Well, they do exactly that. They get the guy that everybody had linked to the New York Yankees, and not just at the trade deadline. Let's be honest with Frankie Montez. The Yankees have been linked to Montez going back to the offseason, for goodness sakes. This is a guy who has pitched very well against them. He has pitched very well against the Houston Astros. 32 starts last year. He pitched to a 3.370 ERA. This year, he's pitched to a 3-1 ERA. He's pitched really well against contending teams. His advanced metrics are really, really good. Now, if there's a concern, and the great Professor Massey, my buddy, the big Atlanta Brave fan, was all over this today in a couple of chats that I'm in, the idea that his splits not as good away from a pitcher's ballpark in Oakland, that is maybe a little bit of a red flag. But all in all, the stuff... The back of the baseball card, the strikeout numbers, they're where you want them to be for Montez. And how can you hate this trade? The Yankees don't give up Volpe. They don't give up Peraza. All right, they give up Chuck All right, they give up J.P. Sears. But the Yankees today go and get the big-time starter they needed, not a one, but a 2-3 in Montez. They get a really good reliever in Air And they roll the dice on a guy like Trevino who has pitched very, very well in years past. He's having a nightmarish season so far this year. But we've seen with the Yankees and bullpen arms, they're pretty darn good. They are pretty darn good in getting guys and either turning them around or getting the most out of them or whatever you want to call it. So all in all, good moves all around from the Yankee perspective. Now you look around baseball. Christian Vasquez on his way to Houston. Trey Mancini on his way to Houston. It's like this inevitable collision course. And I know I warned Harp yesterday when he was on a pod. You expect this. Everybody assumes it's a fate to complete. doesn't end up working out. They're the two best teams in America. League. I mean, is anybody going to fight me on that? In all seriousness, is anybody going to go and say, oh, JJ, you're dead wrong? Please. Those are the two best teams in the American League right here and right now. The Yankees and the Astros. I mean, even watching the Mariners tonight, and I know the Mariners didn't have Julio Rodriguez, and they didn't have Ty France, and you're going to see their big pitchers coming up later on in the week, especially Mr. Castile on Wednesday against Garrett Cole. But come on, the Mariners are not on the same wavelength as the Yankees. And I don't even think Toronto, as good as they are, I think they're still a slight notch below the Yankees and the Astros. So you got these two teams, these two powerhouses within the American League loading up saying, hey, guess what? We're all in on trying to get to the World Series this year. Mancini, bottom of the order, is going to help the Astros. Vasquez scares me more, though, because he's a winning player. He's beaten the Yankees in the past. He's pesky. They've got no offense out of that catcher's position. And I know Syosset, our buddy, is going to say, well, Maldonado's so great with the pitchers, blah, blah, blah. So is Vasquez. Maybe not as good, but Vasquez is tremendous. Both teams are really good. And guess what? I want home field advantage if I'm playing. That's what it boils down to. So good day for the Yankees. They smoked the Mariners. They hit our same game parlay. We were happy about that. Trevino hits two home runs. Judge, what else is doing? He hits another homer. Rizzo sets the tone with the three-run homer right out of the gate. The only thing you had to sweat was the IKF hit, which you got in the middle innings. and you're like, hey, you're home free. Bullpen is fantastic. And the Yankees win the game. Now, I feel like from a Mets perspective, you're refreshing left and right. You're waiting to see, okay, teams are making moves. They're doing this. They're doing that. Well, when are the Mets going to make a big move? J.D. Martinez is clearly out there. Josh Bell is clearly out there. You thought maybe Tommy Pham was a fit. He ends up going to the Red Sox. And then there's the bullpen market. Is that Robertson-Contreras trade going to go down? I'm seeing now Noah Syndergaard trade becoming more likely. Blue Jays, Phillies, Braves involved over the last 48 hours. Maybe the Braves are out because of the uh, Odorizzi trade that just happened a few minutes ago. Weird trade, by the way. Odorizzi for Will Smith. Very, very weird trade. But I know tomorrow is going to be a big Mets day. Today was a big Yankee day because the Yankees took care of family business. Mets tomorrow... What's the big trade? The Grom coming back. And don't worry, we'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. And the great Terry Collins is going to be joining us tomorrow, which I'm very much looking forward to. All right. So we got a lot cooking. Calls. Let's get rocking. Chris in New Jersey leads us off. Chris, the floor is yours. What's up, Poppy?
2: Appreciate that sweet cast, JJ.
1: Oh, that was a nice one, Chris. Listen, when you hit basically three of the five legs before the first inning, you're feeling frisky. That IKF hit, man, was significant to some. Let's put it that way. Significant.
2: That's uh, definitely true. But I wanted to uh, focus on the left side of the infield for the Yankees. Would you say, I mean, I've been looking at you that caller last uh, on today's show about Josh Donaldson and his productivity lately. And I'm looking at uh, Brandon Drury of the Reds has 20 home runs this year. He's on pace for 30. I know uh, – Cincinnati is just a complete and total just short porch. I mean, it's a big place where you can just get out and hit home runs. He's on pace for thirty.
1: Chris, hold on a second. Let me stop you right there. Where does Brandon Drury fit on this team? Huh? Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Benintendi's here. Judge is here. When Sten comes back, what is your infield? I was thinking that you. I mean, with the way that Josh Donaldson has been playing, it- forget about Donaldson. What about LeMayu? Where's LeMayu playing? Would you have him at first? No, I'd have him at third. What about Rizzo? Oh, okay. I mean, think about it, Chris. Like, listen, I'm a... Chris, I'm all for the idea of upgrading over IKF. If that's Peraza down the road, I'm intrigued. If it's bringing in a form of competition, I'm intrigued. But the corners are set, my man. Rizzo's your first baseman. Well, Mayu, I think in big games, is going to be a third baseman. And Glaber's playing second. You know what I'm saying? So a guy like Drury, he doesn't really fit the Yankees.
2: Okay. What are your uh, still chances on Martinez going to the Mets, though?
1: I think they're good. I do. I mean, the Red Sox basically told you all you needed to know today by trading away a glue guy and a heart and soul guy in Christian Vasquez. I mean, if they're trading away Christian Vasquez, Chris, I got to be of the mindset that they're going to move on from a guy like J.D. Martinez. So if I'm a Mets fan, I'm thinking that is a realistic possibility. And I keep waiting for the Mets to make a move, and I fully expect the Mets are going to make a move. This owner, this regime, they went out and paid $40 million a year for Max Scherzer. They're not sitting on their hands. I can't expect that to be the case. So, I mean, I'm going to be refreshing left and right. Um, this is going to be fun. The next couple of days, your, your Twitter fingers and all that good stuff is going to be refreshed. So I'm seeing right now Robbie Grossman a Brave. And Martino just tweeted out a few minutes ago, Andrew Chafin and Michael Fulmer, two of the relievers the Mets are talking. About. Okay, there's that. Let's head to uh, Bradley, who's up next. Bradley, take it away.
3: JJ, my friend, how's how's everything going? Today? Bradley, all's good, man. What's happening, dude? Uh, not much. Yeah. I, I think the move today, though, I was really thinking about, uh, was the Afros trade. Because when I first saw the Yankees made a trade with Chicago, I thought for a second, oh, cool. They got Robertson. But you know, I then I saw the name. I'm like, wait, who's this guy? And so I then went to YouTube and saw some highlights of him. And you know, it kind of takes me back to, uh, when. Derek Jeter and Dr. Mario, the captain, when he was talking about the 2001 World Series when he was facing uh, Kim. Um, It's just like, you know, you don't know what you're going to expect from a sidewinding pitcher. And I think that move is going to pay really big dividends for the Yankees in the bullpen. Well, the numbers are terrific.
1: I mean, that's what it boils down to, number one. Number two, the Yankees know a thing or two about getting relievers, Bradley, and maximizing what they're getting out of relievers. So when you, like, add all of that up, I totally understand the thought process for the Yankees. They lose Michael King. They need a boost in the bullpen. Now they're going to get a boost in the bullpen. I don't think there's any question. And I, I would not sleep on Trevino. I'm telling you, Trevino has been a guy that's had some very good years for the A's. He has not pitched well at all this year. So, you know, he could be a guy that maybe could make a big, big difference for the team.
3: He he can definitely be a sleeper. I mean, the way we look at the Yankees with the pitching, I mean, they they fix they do fix pitchers when they are like you know going through some bad stretches when they uh you know during uh, during the season. But I I definitely think he's gonna be a sleeper. The montage trade though, I mean, that's huge uh, considering that Severino he's gonna be gone.
1: Well, and the fact that they put Severino on a sixty-day DL, Bradley. And look, I, I expect him back in September, and I expect him back for the postseason. But it just goes to show you that he's not, like, full tilt, ready to go here over the next two weeks. That's out.
3: Right. No, totally. And, uh, I mean, we pretty much, I think we all had a good idea that uh, he was going to miss some significant time. But, you know, as long as he can make it back, you know, and make a big impact for this team going forward and come October, I mean, that's all we can hold for right now. And I'll tell you what, this line is going to get even more dangerous, like, when Stan gets back up, you know, gets back off the I.L., It's just going to be a fun thing to watch the rest of the way going forward.
1: Listen, it's a team that's been magical for four-plus months. They have World Series of Bust expectations. The Astros are really good. The Astros dramatically improved over the last 24 hours as well. Buckle up. Buckle up. So, I want home field advantage. That's why today, hey, get a win. You root like crazy for the Red Sox can't believe I'm saying that, but it's not even close. I mean, you, you should be pounding the Red Sox pom-poms that they won 3-2 to two today. Gain a game on the Astros? That's the focus for the Yankees. Listen, they're 12 games up. They're winning the AL East in their sleep. That three-game lead over the Astros, though. I'm telling you, these teams, the Astros are a little better. I'm not going to lie. They're a little better, and they have the edge because the Yankees never beat them when it matters. But guess what? Get home for the advantage and take your chances. The Yankees maximized what they needed to do with this deadline. I had three needs for the team. Big starter, reliever, bat. They got all three. Case closed. I said to Johnny G, who's up next. Johnny G, what's up, baby?
4: There we go. I got you, JJ.
1: Proud, Johnny. Proud. That's how we do it in the Qs. What's up, man?
4: I certainly hope you're right about my Metsies because let me tell you, JJ, if I see one more person saying DeGrom coming back tomorrow is enough to satisfy a trade deadline, Look, it's not the time to prospect hug. And I think that, as you just said so beautifully, you went and signed Scherzer, you went and got Marte and Kenna. This is a win now team, and there's no reason to go out there and make it happen tomorrow. Look, what do you need a farm system for when you got the richest owner in all of baseball? So, in my opinion, no reason not to ante up. I would have loved to even have stayed in on the uh, on the Soto sweepstakes, but but those appear to be on the back burner. But J.D. Or, or Wilson Contreras at the bare minimum? Who's to say maybe not both?
1: I would not be shocked, although I think it's probably one or the other. And don't lose sight of the bullpen pieces, Johnny. If it's the guys in Detroit, Chafin and Fulmer, terrific. If it's David Robertson, terrific. They need an arm or two to build that bridge to get you there, Edwin Diaz right now. Like, I, I know we're going to spend a lot of time on the bats. I get it. They're the sexier names not lose sight of those bullpen arms.
4: Is there any prospect in that Mets realm, whether it's, um, you know, a Ramirez, an Alvarez, what have you, that you think is untouchable in any of the
1: Yeah, Alvarez, Johnny. Johnny, Alvarez is the guy you're not moving under any circumstances. Like, Alvarez is not going anywhere. Um, the Mets are not trading for Juan Soto. We know that. Juan Soto, I, I don't even think Juan Soto, quite frankly, is going to get traded between now and um, the deadline tomorrow. I just think it's too complicated. So when when you factor all that in, no, I, I I don't think Soto's traded. No, I definitely don't think he's going to the Mets. Don't sleep on those bullpen arms. But uh, Alvarez, the guy I don't want to lose. He's the one guy I'm not trading. All right, let's say the big U who's up next. He joins us. What's happening, buddy?
2: Good man. Good good. Just uh, catching up here a little bit on the Yankees and stuff like that. Uh, I like what they've done so far. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I i uh, i am a little. A little sad to lose Chuck, but, you know, you got to give to get.
1: You got to give to get. And, listen, they kept the two best prospects in the system. That's what, the, the best three, actually, if we're being honest with you, in Volpe, Dominguez, and, and Peraza. They kept all three. So you can't kill them on that.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny because I actually was uh, – it's kind of – when I was at – because I told you I did the thing with the Renegades or whatever, and – uh I was at the game the other night covering the team and I actually was speaking with Cooper Bowman's father, which kind of stinks. He was in the trade, but you know, he said he liked his time there and they're good people. But, uh, I think he's going to do good for Oakland too. Cooper Bowman I just didn't have a kind of block here, but
1: yeah. And listen, th- I think that's a big part of things too, with a lot of these prospects. Remember the 40 man roster, you're dealing with a crunch. You can't protect and keep all these guys. So you get to a point where it's like, Hey, I can't keep these guys. It's now the time to go and make a move and move
2: them, you know? Yeah, my thing is my thing now is like they have uh, you know obviously with the draft they drafted some pitchers and I think I think people are even starting to notice now like that what the Yankees are doing in the pitching department. Obviously, you can see by the amount of pitchers that we traded in the deadline. Obviously, we we got reinforcements coming, but now it's a little bit. I'm wondering what they're going to do because now we have I think five of our top 10 prospects now are shortstops. So it's like, are they going to move anybody else? Are they going to you know what are they you know what are they going to do? or are they going to Make a move tomorrow, or they, i mean, obviously they're talking about trading Gallo. That's probably going to—well,
1: Gallo's going to be gone. We know that Gallo is as good as gone. It's a question of where he's going to go. Um, I, I could be wrong on this, you. I do not think they're making a big trade between now and tomorrow. I—I I think the big trades, quite frankly, are done from a Yankee perspective. I could be wrong. You know, there have been surprises in the past, but I kind of get the sense they're done.
2: I would love to see if they could add like another, like you know, like a, another maybe another bat or like you know upgrade. You know, something like that. Like I know they had Benatendi, but you know, even someone to upgrade. Like I don't know. I'm just. Here's my question: Where they wanted to like upgrade a catch? Like you know, catcher. Like with I don't. I mean, I know they have
1: well. Trevino's their guy. You want to tell me to get a better backup catcher? Great. Trevino's their catcher.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm just worried. Of, like obviously, I know they have Marwin; that can play everywhere. But like, I'm worried about Donaldson. I know they're gonna. Well, the... I wouldn't be worried about Donaldson.
1: I don't think Donaldson's gonna have much of a role if he's not hitting over the next few weeks. As I just illustrated you, what is the lineup for the Yankees?
2: Well, that's why I was wondering, like, would they consider bringing up Peraza if he doesn't get traded? Like, because what's the point? Like,
1: Well, that's a dip- that, let me tell you something. That's a different conversation. If the Yankees are serious about Peraza being a player, you know what? He's got to be up within the next two weeks. Not in, not, not in September, not in the final week of the year. If you are serious about him being a guy that can help you in October, I want to see him now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know, like, yeah, IKF's batting, like, 270, but, like, his defense is really shoddy. And well,
1: and he even threw one in the ninth inning. They charged an error on LeMayu. Uh, it was a play IKF should have made. I mean, the throw was not as good as it should have been. Um, yeah, his, listen, he puts the ball in play. It, he doesn't kill you offensively. I, I can, I'm i not even that upset about the fact that he doesn't hit for power because the Yankees got plenty of guys that hit for power. His defense, though, has not been as good as I thought it was going to be.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like what else does, like, I know they're trying to look for, you know, with the the stopgap stuff. But, like, what else does what else does really Perales have to prove? I mean, obviously, you could move IKF over to third if Donaldson is struggling. You could have him play shortstop. You know, they have.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to move. Think about it, though. You're infield, assuming there are no injuries, which, listen, could change things drastically, obviously. Well, Mayhew's going to be at third. Glaber's gonna be at second. Rizzo's gonna be at first. If IKF is not at shortstop, he's not playing. He's not starting games for the Yankees.
2: Period. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I mean, at this point, like I personally would rather see Peraza playing just to see him get a shot. That's- well, I get that. You, and guess what? I would call him up within the next two weeks and say, hey, guess what?
1: Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he could bring to the table. He's red hot. He's absolutely red hot. And I think that will be a big talking point in Yankee land, whether or not he can handle a position. Let's head to uh, our buddy in Elmhurst, the great Charlie. What's up, Charlie? Hey, JJ. Hey, I appreciate the green room. Uh Well, Charlie, you asked for it earlier today, and I was like, I'm on the subway car. I'm like, eh, maybe not the best time. Now uh, I'm good to go. So what's up, man?
5: Yeah, so certainly – like the way the Yankees started pitching, is going, and even with Tyone pitching, you know, a couple of good games in a row, but I still haven't trusted it at all with Michael King going on. And this was a good day. Ben and Tendi added on the after that on Wednesday to, hey, they need a starting pitcher. I, I, and bullpen's kind of getting thin. Even I don't care how Chapman's pitching well. I don't trust him for the rest of the year. So, like, it's a good day. It's a good day to, you know, see the Yankees reinforce themselves. And, yeah, like, I don't know what they're going to do the rest of the way. And until the 6 p.m. trade deadline. But one thing I want to see is genocide, yeah, that piece of shit. That's what I'm looking for. But so far, hey, it's a good day, man. It's a good day. Team won. Eat relatively easily after a Clay Holmes blow up. But I don't want to worry about Clay Holmes on yesterday because, like, yeah, he hasn't proved himself. But I'd rather see him, like, kind of, like, you know, struggle right now. But he needs to get his command.
1: Command back, his sinker. If his sinker is going sideways, that's not good. His sinker needs to go. He's got to be throwing strikes. And listen, here's my feelings on Holmes, Charlie. Is he in a funk right now? Yes. Is he getting hit hitters? No. Even in saves he's had, even in scoreless innings he's had, you've seen it where he's lost the strike zone. I would rather see this out of Clay Holmes now than over September in October, when you're getting ready for the playoffs, and he hasn't dealt with any adversity, you know the fact that he's finally dealt with a little bit of adversity. I think is a good thing for him.
5: Oh, absolutely. And on the Montas uh, trade, that I think it benefits that you know this time around with the ace trade because you know a la, last time the Yankees trade with the ace pitcher was a la Sonny Gray, but I, I kept this subplot because because Sunny Gray might be a different bird. He struggled, can handle New York, but also. Sanchez has something to do with it. That lazy slob. The Yankees don't have to deal with it. I'm glad that Jose Trevino uh, with this, in this with this team actually he's had a great job with the pitching staff all season long. And actually, his bat has been like you know relatively surprising.
1: He's been respectable with the bat. Absolutely, I feel the same way. And look, with Sonny Gray, it's twofold. I don't think you like throwing to Sanchez, but Charlie mentally he did not have the right makeup to handle New York. And you heard John Harper say this when he was on the pod with us yesterday. Monta's got some balls to him. That's a good thing for the Yankees. He's got a little flair. He's got a little bravado about him. He's going to need that if he's going to thrive and he's going to pitch well in New York. So I don't look at it the same apples to apples as what, oh, you're making a trade with the Oakland A's. Therefore, it can't be good. You know what I mean?
5: Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, the Yankees, you know, did what they had to do. I mean, it's going to be a tough schedule, though, DJJ. about this Yankees team schedule, because this quirky schedule with two in Seattle, I mean, including facing Luis Castillo, they go to St. Louis, Seattle, then Boston, then then they got the nine-game homestand. I mean, it's kind of tricky, guys, uh, schedule.
1: Well, they got a tough August. You're right about that. Because after they take on Seattle, they go to St. Louis for a couple of games. Um, then they go to Seattle. You're right. It's a three game set. You got to fly across the country, which is never ideal. Then you got to fly back across the country to take on the Red Sox. And then you got the Rays and, and the Blue Jays rocking and rolling within the AL East. That is not an easy schedule for the Yankees. But you're upgraded. And you're much better. So find a way to make it work. That's that's my solution. Let's head to uh, Josh, who's up next. What's up, big Josh? How you doing, bad? Josh, what's happening? Josh, doing well. What's up, kid?
6: So I just want to point out, I hardcore agree with you with the Lou Trevino bit because people don't realize he's having a career high in Ks per nine this year. And with Matt Blake, get him throwing that curveball more and the slider less, that's a dangerous bullpen, man.
1: Well, and the Yankees have a track record for finding guys and making the most out of what they bring to the table. You know what I mean? Like that is, That has been their MO with relievers for years. They get the most out of these guys. So I'm not going to be the least bit surprised if Trevino goes and pitches well for the Yankees. Not in the least.
6: I said to my friend today, Brian Cashman builds bullpens in his sleep.
1: Yeah, that's like one area with the Yankees I never worry about, to be honest with you. I never worry about that. So he was a nice throwing in this trade. Like I was thrilled they got Montez, and then they go and get Trevino. I'm like, even better. Even better.
6: Way better. Love it. Can't wait for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, listen. They, they got World Series expectations, Josh. That's what it boils down to. Last year was not fun. This year has been a lot of fun. But get ready. Buckle up. There are going to be a lot of stressful months ahead here for the Yankee fan and the Met fan. There's no doubt. Uh, Big Don joins us. What's up, Don? How we doing, bad?
6: What's going on, JJ? How you living, mother?
1: Don, we're doing all right. What's up, baby?
6: Just a couple quick things. So I live down in Tampa now and right for some reason watch the games on the MLB app, it doesn't play the interviews that sometimes Kay and you know Neil host during the uh, during the games. When they brought on Jack Curry today, I know it's weird. You can hear like uh, Kay's asking him the question, but at least from my side you can't hear Curry's responses. So you only see you only hear one side of the conversation. Um, he asked him a question about Sebby uh, during that conversation. I didn't get a chance to hear Curry's response, but do you think with this trade at all with Montez that there's some more, you know, that they're just more concerned about when Sebby is even going to come back this season, or if he does, it's just going to be much later. So, do you think he's going to play a role really towards the stretch here, or do you think Sebby's kind of a pipe dream?
1: No, I fully expect him to play a role. I mean, I, I know they put him on a 60-day DL, but I still expect him to go and play a role and do a job. Um, I don't think they made the Montas trade because of that. I think they made the Montage trade because they wanted a big pitcher. Bottom line.
6: Okay, so you think Seve will still be in the starting rotation, or do you think...
1: That I do not know. Listen, I said play a role. I don't know if Severino will be starting games for the Yankees. That's not a given. He could be a part of the bullpen for all we know. Gotcha.
6: Yeah, I mean, that could be a big – I mean, they. I think they still need him as a big top three, though. I mean, you got – well, I mean, obviously you got Nasty Nestor, so you got your three right there. Um, See, I would have thought ideally it would be Cole, Nestor,
1: Montez, Severino. But if Severino can go and pitch multiple days, maybe they give Montgomery that start and they kind of bridge it in game four of a playoff series. So I, I, I'm open to interpretation on that. I'm not willing to say one way or another. This is what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Cause especially now with the playoffs and the way they're done in baseball. You know what I mean? Like it's very rare that you see starters one, two, three, four churn out in a playoff series. Doesn't happen anymore. They don't go deep enough in the games.
6: Yeah, that's true. He, you can be putting them in those middle innings, and he can get you know those clutch outs from the fifth, sixth, and seventh, possibly in those big games. So I, I think. You're still going to need him to play a big role. I feel like he pitched well most of this season. I think he, he could still be clutch for the.
1: I totally agree, and the stuff is good. And remember, he really helped them last year in the bullpen, and that was basically at the end of the year when they were just throwing him out there for the sake of throwing him out there. Um, remember, this a guy didn't go through a full season going all the way back to 2018, Done. and I think when you factor that in, that is also something that you know, could end up in some way, maybe being a blessing in disguise for Severino saving some of those bullets.
6: That makes sense. Yeah. He's, they were probably going to have to put him on a, uh, you know, inning limit anyway. So maybe, uh, maybe that time off is a good thing. One, one quick thing about judge too. I mean, I don't know about you, but I almost feel like the dude's going to hit a home run every time he's at bat now, you know, he's been, Uh,
1: it's been that outrageous, but I'm not going to fight you on that.
6: It, wants to make a run at the 61 like the guy is on fire I question whether they'll give him the opportunity to to surpass 61 you know with the if they have a big lead and they might want to bench him and give him some time off you know the Yankees love to rest their guys but it's fun to watch man I, I love to see I hope he can keep it up and see if Judge can actually make a run at passing 61 it'll be interesting to see how what kind of buzz that gets if he really does get close Uh, to 61 plus, like whether that even becomes a story or it it would just be interesting to see the dynamic of that.
1: It's a good question. Look, I think it'll be a story, especially here in New York. It's definitely not going to be the story. It would have been nationwide with all the steroid stuff. Just those records, I hate to say it, they don't mean the same. They're not nearly as significant. Um, I'd get into it, but I wouldn't want to run Judge into the ground. But I almost think at this point, he's playing, let him play. The one thing you don't want to do is start sitting guys for extended periods of time, and then they lose their mojo and they're not ready to go come playoff time. They're going to get a recourse rest anyway to begin with. You know what I mean? Matisse is up next. He joins us. Big guy. How we doing, babe?
7: Hey, J-J, What's going on, man?
1: Matisse, all's good, man. What's up, dude?
7: You know, as a Yankees fan, it's – you got to feel good about what you did today. You know, picking up Montez is big, especially, you know, what you could have done, you did. You picked up the bat. You picked up uh, you picked up the arm. You picked up the bullpen help that you needed. And overall, it's a good day. But, of course, it's a big but. The Astros, they picked up some some gamers.
1: Oh, they had a great day. Motice, let's be honest. The Yankees had a great day. The Astros had a great day. They go and get – see, man, Mancini didn't even scare me as much as Vasquez. I've seen Vasquez kill the Yankees. I've seen him get a ton of big hits. He's going to be working with Maldonado. Uh, he's a winning player. I've said, I thought he would be a great fit for the Mets, quite frankly. And I was talking about Vasquez, maybe catching for the Mets. That guy is a winner. He's a winning player, dude. Winning player.
7: Maldonado. I just said that Maldonado or red, just Maldonado and Vasquez are really, really close. So I'm sure that's going to help a lot too. Um, but yeah, my brother, who's a big Mets fan, very, very upset when he saw the Vasquez news. Um, still holding out hope for J.D. Martinez. But back on the Yankees, you know, it's always great to have such a great day, but these Astros, they just, these guys always come out. And Will Smith also going to the Astros, you know.
1: That was a little bit of a weird trade, though, with Odorizzi. That was a little bit of a weird trade, if we're being honest. That one kind of caught me off guard. Maybe the Astros find someone. Will Smith, he has pitched poorly for the
7: Braves this year. Very poorly. He's bad this year. But, yeah, um, it's just, it just thinks that, you know, and you think you made huge, huge, you know, upgrades at the team that you're competing with. I guess that's the name of the game, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you had to expect that, right? Like, the, you didn't, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Maltese. I fully expected the Astros would go and they would do something. They're a winning team. They, they have a window. They've only won one with this group. Yeah, I expected them to be aggressive. So the Yankees get Benintendi and they go and get Montez. All right, the Astros say we're going to get a couple of bats. We're going to lengthen our lineup with Mancini and Christian Vasquez. Impressive. The great Hector in Washington Heights joins us next. Hector, what's up, babe?
8: JJ, how you doing, brother?
1: Hector, all is well. All is well, amigo. What's up, babe?
8: Good job for for your team on on the moves. And one of the things I wanted to ask is, why do you think that it seems like your guys, your Yankees, are able to always make these type of moves and, and not give up their top guys? And then when you hear the Mets, even just a rumor, it seems like they want all of their top guys in the minors. Like, and I know everybody says it's the Cohen text, but I think it's been happening even before before Cohen bought the team.
1: Well, listen, I always think, Hector, when you're dealing with incompetent management, and the Mets don't have that anymore, but when they did, there was an element at play where teams looked to take advantage of the Mets. I, I absolutely believe that. The Kazmier. The, the Trade is a perfect example. Other trades we could think of are probably good examples of that. So there might be a lingering effect, but I mean they didn't give up a top two prospect last year for Baez. They gave up Jimenez, who's a good player for Windor, and Rosario, who was useful. Um, I don't think you're giving up top prospects for bullpen arms. You know what I mean, Hector? Hector, I think when it's all said and done, you're gonna wake up tomorrow on Wednesday. I can't even say you're gonna wake up tomorrow. When you wake up on Wednesday. You're going to have the sort of arms and the sort of help that you're looking for. That's just my personal take.
8: I, I, I sure hope so. Um, another thing is, I'm thinking, I, I'm going like back and forth, right? You know, you like this team while also realizing the team needs help, bullpen and, and a righty back. At the same time, if, let's say they don't get that big back. We're talking JD Martinez, and I'm not as high in Contreras as most people are. Because I'll be honest with JJ, I'm perfectly fine with Nito catching. Uh, like, even from spring training, I was saying that I felt like he should get more time than, than McCann, and it's kind of worked out that way because of injury. Um, but if you look at him, he produces well with runners in scoring position, with men on base. Like You know, if everyone else does their job, I don't think Nito is as, as bad as everyone thinks, especially because he's playing great defense. Um, but let's say they, they're not able to go and swing that deal for a JD or something like that. Do you think this team really has enough if they're able to get both help? And let's say Jake is able to come back and stay healthy for the rest of the season and a playoff run. Do they have a chance to go deep as is?
1: That's the million-dollar question, Stephon. Uh, I think you need Jake to be Jake, if we're being perfectly honest. You need Jake to be Jake. You need him atop the rotation, um, right there with Scherzer. Scherzer was not at his best today. The guy is human the guy's not going to go out and have ace stuff basically every single time he toes the rubber even on a day when he's not at his best the nationals stink they go and win the game uh but for you to go and win a world series yeah i think you you need help and you need jake back yes that's my personal take
8: gotcha i mean i mean personally i think if we get help i think they can do it without jake i don't think he's the end all be all um and, and i think the season the way they've played out, has kind of shown that but if they don't get that help, then the pitching has to be, like, dominant. And, and obviously, you need Jake for that. Um, and, and again, if they're not able to make a move, you think they got what it takes? or uh, uh, Hector, they're going
1: to make Hector. I don't I don't know if it's going to be the move that you necessarily want. They're going to make moves.
8: I know they're going to make moves. Like Okay, here's what i going to say. You think they can swing a move for, like, let's say, like a Drury or surprises so with another, like, decent right-handed bat that they can put in there besides Jake D. I like JD, but like, I, yeah. yeah, I'd with, with
1: Hector. You know what? I got news for you. I'd be okay if they go and get Brandon Jury. I have no problem with that. That works. That makes sense for them. He could play some third base. He gives you some pop. He gives you some versatility. They go and get Brandon Jury. I'm okay with it. I, you're not going to hear me fight you on that. I don't think it has to be JD Martinez, but a righty bat and some bullpen arms are a must for the Mets. All right, we're going to take a couple more, and then we're going to say goodbye. Uh, let's head to uh, Francis. He's been waiting patiently. What's up, Francis?
9: What's up, JJ? How are we doing?
1: Francis, fantastic. All is well. What's up, dude?
9: Feeling good about the Yankees. Uh, a couple of the guys had said it already, but I think the key is Montez has to be the two, and you got to go Cole, Montez, Nestor in the playoffs.
1: See, it's funny you say that, Francis. I would break up. Cole and Montez. I would go Cole lefty, Montez. That's me.
9: That's fine. I I just mean the order. Just those three in no order. But you got to put Severino and Herman in the pen in the playoffs. And if you need a fourth starter, you got Monty because those guys, specifically Herman and Severino, are more effective. Short innings, higher velocity. You know, they're they can be high leverage guys. Put them in the pen. Go to, and and it all comes down to Montez being a capable too, in big games, but I would put I would put Severino and Herman, both of them in the pen and just lengthen that pen. That's how you win in the playoffs.
1: No, I understand that argument, Francis. And listen, I have more confidence in Severino in that role than I do in Herman. If we're just being perfectly honest, I've seen Severino do it um, on a couple of different instances where it's pitched very very well out of the bullpen. He did it in 2016. He did it last year. Herman is not at the same one. Well, you got to be fair on that. It's just not the same. Let's head to Ian who joins us. Ian, what's up?
8: Hey, JJ. How you doing? Uh, I think Cashman did a great job today. But I am concerned because in years past, whether it was Phil Hughes or whether it was Luis Heel or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, even Clark Schmidt this year, organizational pitching depth has helped the team. Should we be a little worried that there doesn't seem to be any major league ready arms left in the system?
1: No, I wouldn't be worried about that, Ian, because the Yankees have done a good job of replenishing. That's what it boils down to. They've done a great job of replenishing. I wouldn't be worried about it. And a lot of these guys, let's be honest, they have not panned out. Hassan is up next. What's up, Hassan? Hassan. Hassan in a rug. I got you, bud. How we doing, baby? What's going on? All's good, man. So, yeah, I'm a big Mets fan, all right?
6: And, you know... The Mets didn't do a lot today, but it's a whole nother day tomorrow. But I'm here to talk about Joey Gallo today. Now, I read the article the other day, you know, where he felt bad about, you know, not doing good for the Yankees and it's going to be, it's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. And honestly, I kind of feel bad for the guy. You know, he tried to do his best. Yankee, the, the, the same thing, like, that happened to Brandon Drury, I think, with the Mets and the Yankees, like. New York is a big market, like, and I think maybe...
1: Oh, it's going to eat you up. Listen, Hassan, sure, it's going to eat you up. But when... He, he, see, here's here's the problem, and I, I understand that sentiment. I really do, but guess what? Bottom line, you're making a ton of money. You got traded for it. You got to produce. You got to produce. If you don't produce, you're going to be gone. All right, we're going to take... We'll take two more. Scotty joins us. Scotty, what's up, pal?
6: JJ.
3: Uh Listen, before... We slob all over Ka- all over Brian Cashman's knob. I mean, I feel like we got to get like another bat.
1: I mean, I don't know. But what, Scotty, you say another bat where? I mean, is Jock
6: Peterson available? I mean, this is, we get,
1: yeah, but where's he playing? Well, but Scott, where is he playing? So you tell me you want somebody on the bench? Fine, but they're not going to bring it. It's going to be a lesser name than that.
6: I'm sorry. Wrong guy. Uh,
1: window. Not a, not a bad name. Not I would not be opposed if they brought in Joey Wendell to come off the bench. To be an upgrade over Marlon Gonzalez. Not a bad name.
10: Something about that guy,
9: JJ. It's just,
10: you know, there are no batting gloves. You know, he was always like a pesky player with with the
6: Rays. I can't stand, you know, we hit, I had something about him I just like. I mean, I don't know. I think he's a guy, I mean, kind of it sucks.
1: <laughs> well, I think everybody's worried. Here's what you're worried about, Scotty, with IKF. His defense has been horrendous. It's been absolutely horrendous. And he made a misplay in the ninth inning of tonight's game. Scares you a little bit. I totally understand that. All right, last but not least, the great Jeff Money. Money, four is yours, Poppy.
10: What's up, buddy? How's it going?
1: Four is yours. Uh good SGP for us tonight. Got a little to Q with that Yankee Ranger parlay, because uh the Orioles, man, they're a team you don't want to bet against these days, dude.
10: You just don't. I caught your little video there with your uh, plays there when you were online. over oh, there, getting ready to go into the.
1: Oh, uh, that was nice. We cashed that one. It's six to one. We would do. We would do
10: money. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Now I'm hoping uh, my Mets can cash in tomorrow. My, my, my main concern, I want to relieve. I'd love to get Robinson, but, you know, we'll have to see how things go. J.D., everyone talks about J.D. We'll have to see. And then, you know, Juan Soto, who knows if he's going to.
1: That's not happening. You can forget about Juan Soto. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Well, how about Josh Bell? Josh Bell would be a good name for your team.
10: Absolutely. Now, Juan Soto, do you think he might go like, it's always like an outside-the-box team, like someone like the Blue Jays or something?
1: Um, to me, St. Louis, San Diego, or um, the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are always in on those sort of guys.
10: Yeah, you know, they always talk about certain teams and all of a sudden it goes to another team that no one even was speaking about. So I'm just thinking of a team outside the box he goes anywhere. But going back with the Mets, I definitely want a reliever, and I definitely, you know, it would be nice to get a hitter, even if they get Contreras from the Cubs, but you know, I don't know what they're going to want between Contreras and Robinson for the deal, you know? Well,
1: listen, those are two names that make sense, and the two guys to watch with the Tigers, Fulmer and Chafin, also make sense. Bottom line is you need that bridge built to Edwin Diaz that's got to be addressed tomorrow, at least one or two guys. At
5: least.
10: As long as the Mets try to keep up with the uh, Braves' moves, that's, like, the main thing. You know, I'm more concerned about winning the division at first, you know. And as far as the games tomorrow, looking it over, you know, now it's going to be crazy with the trades and everything. I'm looking more towards, like, maybe the Dodgers tomorrow and then an underdog of maybe the uh, Tampa Bay Rays.
1: You know, it's funny, Jeff, funny. I appreciate it, but I have not even looked at the card yet for tomorrow. Haven't even looked at the card yet for tomorrow because I've been so, like, just in. On everything that's going on with these trades. And tomorrow's going to be a crazy day because deadlines tomorrow at 6 p.m. Re- leading right into tomorrow. I mean, the Mets are a monster favorite with the ground. They're at minus 286. To be honest, Seattle's a good play tomorrow. That line went from 175 to 165. That's not a bad play with the Mariners tomorrow. Uh, I could subscribe to Tampa. I could get in on Tampa. You want to get in that direction? I'd go in that direction. And going with the Orioles again. I mean, the Orioles are red hot. They are absolutely red hot. Fun show. Glad we did it. Surprise. Then tomorrow, we'll have live reaction to Jake's start and the deadline. And remember, Terry Collins is going to join us. So busy week here on New York, New York. Deadline week. Of course, you're going to be ready to go. Good job, everybody. It was an absolute pleasure. JJ out. Be good.